This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Already, blimey chums, time doesn't half fly when you're having fun, or is it as you get older? Either way, may I present to you an hour's worth, if not 60 whole minutes, of top and bottom rocking tunes.
The Helicopters and City Slang from the Cream of the Crap Volume 3 compilation CD. I know what you're thinking, but there isn't a Cream of the Crap Volume 3 CD, and you'd be right. On to another band that's first four letters are the same as the Helicopters. Yeah, all right, not counting the part. Helibor are a three-piece band from Nottingham, a place I visited last Saturday with my daughter to look at the university. Criminology, who told it? Uh, I think the last time I was there was to see Radio Birdman at the rescue rooms in August 2003. Anyway, Helibor, comprised of Chess, who uh, contacted me last week with MP3s of the band's new EP, The Bomb, that came out yesterday. Joining Chess are Bod and Dan on their Facebook page. The band keep their influences and what they sound like to themselves. Letting the music do the talking. As you listen to this, as in the 1st of March, future and non-rock Radio UK listeners, the band have just supported Bilge Pump and Rattle at the Maze. The band are also taking part in the Bras Not Bombs International Women's Day Festival that's happening across various venues in Hockley on the 9th. From The Bomb, this is Helibor and Can You?
as you know, I love a good rock biography, whether it's on the you know, book form or on film. On the 22nd of March, the adaptation of Motley Crue's The Dirt will hit the idiot box via Netflix. Now, I have mixed emotions and feelings with regards to Motley Crue. Obviously, Vince Neil, drunken actions, killed Razzle and ultimately finished off Hanoi Rocks, along with the uh, brain damage sustained by one of the passengers in the car he hit. I concede that Razzle was equally as drunk as Vince and no one forced or stopped him getting in the car. However, Neil has subsequently been arrested at least twice for drink driving. Obviously, lessons haven't been learned. We all fuck up, but it's what we do afterwards that defines us. I only own uh, one Motley Crue album, that's Dr. Feelgood. I love it, and I will still pull it out and play it to this day. As a standalone album, I think it's brilliant. However, everything before it and after it, you don't need to trouble yourself with, as it is awful. Seriously, I heard a live in concert show on the Beeb after I got back from the Saxon Tavern circa 86, 87, jaw-droppingly out of tune, vocals and guitar. And the material wasn't much cop either. Third-rate sweet. On the book front, really enjoyed the dirt, but justified myself as viewing it as a work of fiction. Nobody in real life got hurt. I mean, the author in the first hardback run had Razzle was finished. Yes, I will watch the bio on Netflix. Yes, I will enjoy it. Yes, the squirrel is pissed off with me. And yes, I will feel guilty for doing so.
come on, you tell me if that intro hasn't been lifted straight from Ballroom Blitz. Harking back to last week's show and bands that both Mrs. A and I enjoyed together. One that I didn't mention, uh, it was Rush. Obviously, they are no more, with Neil Peart permanently putting down his drumsticks last year. Both Alex Lifeson and Geddy Lee have not ruled out the possibility of the two of them working together again. Clearly not as Rush. As a fan, I like them to go out as LLP. Lifeson, Lee and Portnoy. Yeah, as much as Dream Theatre doesn't do anything for me, apart from sending me to sleep, I'd be more than happy to see their former drummer playing with Alex and Geddy. Just not Dave Grohl. LLG sounds like an electronic company. Where are you going with this? I hear you cry. I have no idea is my dishonest reply. Uh, As Alex has just contributed a guitar solo to Evil and Here to Stay, a track from John Mayall's new album, Nobody Told Me. For the younger listeners amongst you, John Mayall was born 29th of November 1933 and is an... English blues singer, guitarist, organist and songwriter whose musical career spans over 60 years. In the 60s, uh, he was the founder of the John Mayo and the Blues Breakers, a band that has counted amongst its members some of the most famous blues and blues rock musicians. Uh, Eric Clapton, Peter Green, Jack Bruce, John McVie, Mick Fleetwood, Mick Taylor, Ainsley Dunbar, Andy Fraser, Walter Trout can count themselves amongst those who have served. And now it seems, can Alex Lifeson...
staying with elements of last week's show, I got a couple of messages thanking me for playing the Azimuthville track, True Believer, but I was asked why I didn't play the brand new track, The Law Is The Law. Instead, easy, and my answer is twofold. Firstly, I use the title as a play on words, making it for good linkage. And secondly, it gives me an excuse to play the new song this week.
you're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. More new music, and today, as in the 1st of March, future and non-Rock Radio UK listeners, the brand spanking new album from the Back Your Babies, as in Sliver and Gold, was released into the real and virtual record shop. Sliver and Gold is the band's first new studio album since 2015's 4x4 that has already spurned two singles in the shape and form of Pushing Rocks and Good Morning Midnight. Well, a third... 44 Undead did in actual fact precede the album by a whole week. I know what you're thinking. Why didn't you play it last week then? Good point, but I ran out of time. Come on, last week's show was all fam and groovy, as you'd expect, even if I had to fade out Deal by Bexley, which turns out wasn't written about the town on the Kent coast. Good things come to he, and indeed she who waits. So here it is, even if it is a week late, but in my dollar shorts. Did you see what I did there? It's all about the linkage, even if I'm going to play a completely different song.
last week I played some live Godfathers from the very excellent This Is War CD. Playing bass with the Godfathers is Darren Birch, who has previously lent his four-string talents to Waterloo when the former Heartbreak and current Waldo plays over here in the UK. Now, as I said, I should have asked Birch here at the 100 Club when I saw the Godfathers if this was still going to be the case this time around, but I didn't. Fortunately, thanks to anti-social media, I was able to ask him. And the answer to my burning question is, he doesn't think so, as Mick Rossi from Slaughter and the Dogs, as well as playing with Walter, is organising things. As well as playing with the Heartbreaker and a Godfather, Darren also handles base duties in Black Bombers, who, on the 29th of March, via Easy Action Records, will be releasing a six-track 10-inch called volume four one of the six songs has been re- uh, been released into the wilds of the interweb land the tuning question is called relentless that drummer dave twist explains was originally recorded for the band's 2016 self-titled debut album but somehow it didn't gel with something lacking so it was shelves this time around he continues we got it right cutting out anything that didn't propel the thing forward <laughs> Side to side, chasing shadows. They 
There's no answers here Round and round, up and down That's the way it goes There's no answers here Joining Darren Birch and Dave Twist is guitarist Alan Byron. You can see the Black Bombers live during April at the Hare and Hounds in Birmingham with the Folk Devils on the 4th. Didn't the Folk Devils support suicidal tendencies at Hammersmith Clandon when Mike Muir and gang first came to uh, England? Um, answers on a postcard. Uh, West Gayoth Social Club in Middlesbrough with eight rounds rapid on the 7th. The 14th sees them back at the Heron Hound supporting Jim Jones and the Righteous Minds with me seeing them at the Hope and Anchor in London with Last Great Dreamers part of Timmy and Deb Dorella's Rockaway Beach on the 18th. Talking of eight round rapids, now I love, as you know, Collecting records, especially vinyl. It's the smell, the packaging, and everything that goes with it before the needle even hits the groove. Back in the dim and distant past, before the World Wide Web was even a twinkle in the eye of Tim Berners-Lee, if the BBC wanted to sell or share radio programmes with its overseas territories, it would press up approximately 100 LPs of that particular show, say the Goon Show, uh, which uh, after the licences expired, you know, two to three years, the album would have been destroyed. During the 60s, musical programmes such as uh, Pick of the Pops and live concerts were added. The albums would come with cue sheets and track listings as the labels would uh, just have the basic information, artist and gig or programme. This practice uh, continued well into the 1980s with the likes of U2 Live in 1983 and even the Cure at Glastonbury in 1986. During this period, uh, I'd often see transcription services albums at record fairs, you know, they were easy to spot with their bright yellow generic sleeves, but nothing garnered my attention, let alone take out my wallet. Then, in the 1990s, record fairs seemed to be awash with them, partly because you know CDs were the media of choice, with record libraries who hadn't got rid of their copies offloading them to make space. Uh, the other reason was bootleggers. Uh, it was hard to tell what was real and what was a cash-in. I'm sure I saw a damn transcription disc of their uh, 1977 BBC Live in Concert gig. Could have been legit, but it was being offered for silly money, so I declined. So, Eight Rounds Rapid have produced their own transcription services LP. It's brilliant. An exact replica of the Beebs cue sheet with a photocopy of the band's set list, along with three high-res photos, a poster, and a bonus 7-inch. The gig was recorded in Stuttgart on the 2nd of October 2017 and is on the Cosmic Organ Canister label, or KOK for short. Only 500 have been pressed up, with mine the lowest number of 182. Uh, On the record sleeve, it states for radio broadcast only, which is handy for me and ultimately for you. Uh, from the said and aforementioned Transcription Services LP, this is Drink, that was originally written by journalist, author and singer Mick Farron of The Deviants fame. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Carry on, I'll turn you around, that's how I'm gonna drink! 
Thanks to Michelle. We've got some records, some old-fashioned CDs, if you want some of those. Cheers. This week's live outing comes courtesy of Johnny Moped, who played the front room in Croydon last Saturday. It was the Moped's first visit to Croydon since the early 1990s big band days when the cartoon was the venue of choice. A lot has changed since then. Cartoon is no more. And the Moped big band of two drummers, backing singers, four guitarists, two bassists, but only one vocalist, there can only be one vocalist, has been scaled down to a five-piece. As I previously reported, the Mopeds have just finished recording the follow-up to 2016's It's a Real Cool Baby album that will be appearing on Damaged Goods hopefully before the summer. Johnny Moped, the band, has been going in one shape or form since the early 1970s, but it wasn't until punk came along that Johnny Moped found its feet. It wasn't a case of the Mopeds embracing this genre, but punk embracing Johnny. I can't think of another band that even comes close to Johnny Moped. The US of A did try with Life, Sex and Death, but vocalist Stanley's act was a ruse, whereas Johnny, the man, is the real deal 24-7. As you know, Johnny Moped have a new single out next month called Living in a Dream World. This is a live version recorded at The Front Room.
1979. If you're talking about Johnny Moped, the subject of The Damned will eventually crop up. Now, I pride myself that I own everything officially released by them. We're not talking about different pressings, like the Outer Mongolian version of Love Song with its unique picture sleeve pressed on ultraviolet vinyl. I'm talking about tracks on uh, soundtrack albums like uh, Deadbeat Dance, on the Return of the Living Dead album, or the completely different mix of Melody Lee that cropped up on the Big Beat compilation album Ace Records, Ampler Volume 3, Garage Beat and Punk Rock, to that the one appeared on Machine Connecticut. Or so I thought. As last weekend, on one of the various Dan-related Facebook pages, someone posted a link to the Short Songs for Short People album that was released on the Fat Wreck Chords record label, uh, it features 101 bands playing songs averaging approximately 30 seconds in length. With a few exceptions, most of the album tracks were written and recorded specifically for this release at the request of Fat Records founder and NoFX bassist vocalist Fat Mike. Track 55 is called It's a Real Time Thing by, you've guessed it, The Damned. Popping along to a Johnny Moped gig, you are certain to meet up with like-minded Tomcats. Saturday was no exception with Tom from the Phobics along with his good lady wife Dee with Fear and Loathing fans in Head Honcho, Andy P, all in attendance. Shooting the fat of the land, I discovered that the possibility of a live Johnny Moped album featuring the current lineup is on the cards, although it might just be speculation and wishful thinking on my part. The other piece of news that had been doing the rounds was that of Captain Sensible, Paul Gray and Moped Weird Things drummer Martin Parrott entering Panther Studios in Rygate last week to cut demos for a new Sensible Grey Cells album. Very damn sounding. Came the response from Ian Damaged, the man with two fingers on the pulse at Damaged Goods Records. I wanted to say, but which damn period are we talking about? Hopefully, the Black Album era. Further along in the conversation, it was suggested that some of the tracks might actually be used for the next damned album. Again, I wanted to say, the next damned album? You mean we won't have to wait another ten years for the next one? But uh, I didn't. I also mentioned to Andy P about my Richie Ramone autobiography acquisition. I think it's universally agreed that Richie saved the Ramones. I still find it difficult to accept that the Ramones could come over here, sell out two dates at like, you know, the Brixton Academy, return to the US, only to play venues more than half that size. Now... I've always viewed the UK subs as our own version of the Ramones, not song-wise, obviously, but their attitude. Andy P pointed out that a similar Ramones-style thing is happening with the subs in mainland Europe, theatres, back home, 100 club-sized venues. And that is right. I remember talking to former guitarist Jet at the Rosencrown in Crawley when the subs played there in November 2008. Basically, the stage during the day is a slightly raised seating area that uh, all the tables and chairs stacked in the corner to make way for the band in the evening. Jet took one look and said, Three days ago, we were headlining a festival in Poland to thousands. 
From the UK sub's latest offering, Screaming Senile, here is the 2018 version of Keep On Running with the vocal talents of bassist Alvin Gibbs. forget as well as seemingly endlessly being on tour with the uk subs mind you uh having said that the next sub state isn't until the 18th of april in norwich alvin along with his disobedient servants has his own uk tour pending for june i'll be at the 100 club on the 10th i shall see you there a series of gigs that you are unlikely sadly to see me at are the october dates for alice cooper that has the strangler supporting with the mc50 opening proceedings on paper 50 quid before the buffoonery is added on that seems fairly reasonable however it's 50 quid but alice puts on a great show the stranglers are a class act and it is the mc50 but how long are the MC5 going to get? Half an hour? 45 minutes tops? Oh, I don't know. The O2 is the closest to me. I mean, I'll just leave my car at work and take a leisurely stroll up there. But yeah, I know the only seats that are going to be available are the level four ones that Sherpa Tenzing would all have trouble scaling. If I do go, uh, it will be at the Brighton Centre. I bet you any money, Captain Sensible, Charlie Harper will be there. Here's the Stranglers and bring on the new bars, the Paranoid Squirrel version. Until next week...
Take it easy. Want to love you like your dad and be your superman. I show you things you never had and hold your little hand. Oh, let me fuck ya. Oh, let me fuck ya. Oh, let me fuck you. Let me fuck ya. Bring on the new bars, bring on the new bars, bring them on, bring them on, bring them on. I want to love you like your dad and be your superman. I show you things you've never had and hold your little hand. Bring on the new bars. Let me, let me, fuck you, fuck you, let me, let me, fuck you, fuck you, let me, let me, lucky, lucky, smile.